Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lemner. Of course, I'm joined by Caleb Arthur today. And uh, hey, it might be spring break for a lot of people, but we're here to hand out some grades today. Wow, it's been uh, an absolutely chaotic two weeks in the NFL. Um, we've had signings left, right, and center. We've had trades left, right, and center. Um, the entire just landscape of the NFL has been shifted literally twice over these last 24 hours. Um, so this is going to be great. Whew. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go back as far as we can here. We'll, we'll start with the first big move. We'll just jump right into it. We'll go with Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos. Now, um, Wilson and his time in Seattle seemed to be coming to an end. It seemed like nobody was really on the same page in that organization. Uh, so ultimately Seattle flipped him for Drew Locke uh, and Noah Fant and some picks, including two firsts. So Kale, this is a huge win now move by the Broncos. What grade would you put on it for them? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to give this one an A because um, with the division that they're in, I think a lot of people kind of just said they're just a quarterback away. Like, I haven't really seen anybody who hasn't been like, oh, yeah, they, they have a really good roster. They have a win-now roster. So when you have a win-now roster and you're just looking for that quarterback and People like Russell Wilson just don't come on the market. I mean, he's not, like, super young, but he's still in his prime. And, you know, with how long quarterbacks are lasting today, he still has a lot of time in this league left. So I Mm -hmm. think that overall this is just moves that you don't see often. So I think when you have the ability to pounce on this, on a trade like that, especially, like I said, in that division where, I mean, if you don't have a great quarterback in that division, you're probably going to finish last. So this is a move. I think it puts um, some – squarely definitely a playoff team how far are they a contender not sure i still don't know how great their weapons are um but they do overall have a good roster so i think they're a playoff team but yeah i'd have to give this one an a because just i mean every time you can get a start quarterback i think that's just something that you should be really proud of and something that you should always go for Yep. Uh, I would agree with what you said, especially about just, just getting that guy because the Broncos have not had that guy forever. I feel bad for Vic Fangio. I mean, the man cranked out top 10 defenses three years in a row, but never had a good quarterback to support him. And then the second he leaves, they trade for Russell Wilson. But yeah, like you said, I mean, this puts this team immediately into contention. I mean, we might talk about this later, but uh, in my view, there is probably legitimately eight teams in the AFC. that could all go to the Super Bowl next year, maybe 10. Like it's a lot. It's it's everybody in the AFC West. It's three teams in the AFC North. Uh, I mean, it's the Titans, the Bills, the Patriots, because you can never count Belichick out. It's just it's a lot of teams. Um, so yeah, that was obviously a huge deal. I'm probably gonna give the Broncos an A, like you did, just because I think getting that guy is so huge for them. Um, in terms of Seattle, uh, I, I mean, I feel like you could have gotten a little better return in terms of players. Like they didn't really get many mm, players yeah. in return that were good. But you can't really argue with the draft picks. I mean, I think this was a need, like just you just needed to cut your losses and move on. So if you really waited it out, you might have been able to get some more stuff. Um, but I think people have been a little too harsh on Seattle for this move. I think you're going to need to draft QB here. I think Malik Willis at nine makes too much sense. Um, but yeah, I think for me, Seattle gets a B minus because I mean, obviously they could have handled it a lot better. But really, I don't think this is a failing grade um, by any no. stretch of the imagination. So, Caleb, what do you think of Seattle after this trade? Yeah, it's always because it's like the opposite of Denver. You know, you lose a star quarterback, that's tough. But I've always said, um, and I I don't know. I mean, Seattle's been pretty successful, all things considered, these past few years. But Mm -hmm. because of this last year, it's hard to say, was that a down year or is that a symbol that and a sign that Seattle's just not going to be 
you know, a top two team anymore. And I think if you know you're not a contender, and they certainly didn't seem like they were this year, I think getting a big haul in return for a player like Russell Wilson is good because I'd rather, I don't know about you, but I would rather just go into a full rebuild than be stuck in mediocrity, you know, getting eight oh, yeah. nine wins every 100%. year. So, I, and I think that's just kind of what Seattle thought. Russell Wilson really wasn't 100% all in, it felt like. And this Seattle, I don't think, was too sad to see him go just because, like I said, I think they saw that they just were going to be stuck in mediocrity with him. So might as well just hit the blow up button. So I think they get like a C, you know, average, maybe C minus because you lose a quarterback that hurts. But I do think people need to realize, hey, they probably they weren't going to be a contender anytime soon. It didn't seem like with him. So you might as well get a haul and start that rebuild, maybe draft the quarterback. Um, You can draft some other pieces, offensive line, you know, defense around there with those other picks you got. So Mm -hmm. I I think a CC minus is probably where I'd put Seattle. Yep. Uh, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's, you know, a completely fair uh, opinions. And I guess we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the trade market for now. Then we'll, we'll talk about free agency um, after we bang through all these trades, but yeah, I mean, that was a huge quarterback move. And another team that was really in on Wilson was the Washington commanders um, and they didn't get him. And so um, it later the same day they traded for Carson Wentz. So Caleb uh, it was, it was two thirds. Um, and a second uh, for Wentz and a second. So they basically swapped seconds and exchanged thirds. Uh, what do you think about this deal, Caleb? You like it? You don't like it? Especially for Washington. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, this is this is a weird move because I always said, like, Carson Wentz is not the best quarterback, but he's not terrible. He wasn't terrible last year, all things considered. He was pretty middle of the road last year. So I always mm-hmm. said for the Colts, it was a little surprising that they, it really felt like they just moved off of them because of one bad game. And yeah, yeah, it was a really bad game and it was a game to get into the playoffs. But still, I, I, I was worried, you know, I wouldn't move off of him if you don't have a plan. And maybe they did. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Seems like now with all the quarterbacks, I mean, it's just been crazy. You know, quarterbacks that they may, might not have imagined being on the market when they traded him just uh, two weeks ago or less than two weeks ago could be on the market now. So mm-hmm. I think they will end up getting somebody pretty good. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, you know, someone Wentz level, maybe actually mm-hmm. a little better than Wentz. So it doesn't look so bad now, but I think for Washington, I don't know. You didn't have to give up a lot. Um, and, and he's better than Taylor Heineke. I mean, I know we like Taylor Heineke. He's, he's a good bridge quarterback, really high yeah. quality backup. But Carson Wentz is better. Um, so I think they improved at the most important position, but it's like the, what, what it, it kind of just, it's not going to give them over the edge. Um, I think it's just still going to boost them kind of like that eight, nine win team. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's, you know, I don't know if, what, if that's what they're going for. Maybe they think wins can get them higher than that. I really mm-hmm. don't. It's going to be interesting because I, I find it hard to believe they draft a quarterback at 11 now. But yeah. at the same time, it's like I wouldn't be totally against it, especially if Malik Willis is there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just it's it's a weird trade for me because it's like, yeah, they got better, but they didn't level up the way you need to if you really want to take that big leap. Yeah, I agree. This is a weird, a weird, weird, weird mood for them. Um, I've never been the biggest Wentz supporter, uh. But really, I just, just it's just this just made 
very little sense to me. I mean, it's clear they were desperate for a QB after they missed out um, on Wilson, but I mean, Wentz is fine. Like you said, he's like similar to Heineke. I personally like Heineke a little bit more, but Wentz is probably the better quarterback. Um, the, the big thing for me is like, I think doing this, I didn't understand doing this. Cause like you said, it just completely just, it seems like it takes you out of contention for drafting quarterback. And I think any quarterback you draft, in my opinion, is going to have a better season than either two of those guys. Like it could be, you could draft Desmond Ritter at 11. Like that's crazy, but I still think you'd have a better season than either of these guys, just the division they play in and stuff like that. Um, I, I just, this was a weird move for me. I mean, I think for the, for the Colts, it's great because they get draft compensation um, and they move off Wentz. They'll probably go for a guy like Baker, maybe Jimmy G at this point. Um, who are just like almost better versions of Wentz. But yeah, it's great for the Colts, probably B-plus action. Um, it's only knocked down a little bit because they made such a bad trade to get Wentz in the first place. Uh, for, for Washington, it just makes very little sense to me. I'm going to have to give it a D-plus um, because it just didn't it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, I understand you need a quarterback, but why would you just waste draft capital to have a guy who really I don't think is going to – he doesn't move the needle for me, if you will. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, this was not great grades for – Washington, but I mean, off the quarterback train for a little bit, we got some, some big wide receiver trades to talk about. We'll start with Amari Cooper heading to the Cleveland Browns, which uh, was made a little bit more interesting following some action today, but yeah, Amari Cooper uh, was going to get caught by the Cowboys, but the Browns swooped in, offered some late draft compensation, ultimately secured him. Caleb, what do you think about this move for both teams? Yeah. You know, like you said, it looks a little different now. I think it looks better now, but I like this move. They they uh, mm-hmm. cut ties with Jarvis Landry. Obviously, don't have Odell anymore. I still think they need, uh, you know, a number two receiver. Um, but I don't know if you draft one. What do they have? Like thirteen? Well, no, they just got rid of it. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We don't know exactly what picks the the Browns have now. But at least they're not as desperate for receiver now because they do have that guy um, that you know. He's good. I think Amari Cooper is he's not a top ten receiver or anything, but he's good. He's solid. He can he's a decent number one. So I think overall this it's a good move for them. I mean, considering you didn't give much up, you know, I think he's definitely worth what they gave up. His salary, you know, you could argue is a little overpaid, but overall, when that's a need, and that was clearly probably the biggest need for the Browns at this point, oh, you yeah. get somebody like that for just like fifth, sixth round pick. Overall, I, I would give that like a B plus, A minus, because I just think overall, I mean, it like I said, considering what they had to give up, I think it, I think it's a good move for them. And they filled the need, and I always value filling a need. So I, I think it was a good move by the Browns. Yeah, I agree. I think the Browns get a high grade for me here. I think it's a, and it's an A minus um, because I think this is huge. This is a need they had. They filled it. They didn't let anybody else get a look at them. Um, and, and it was, it was good. I mean, I hate to, to say that I don't really like the Browns with Bengals fan and now I like him even less, but it was a good move. It was very well done by, by their GM, Andrew Barry. Um, the problem is for the Cowboys, this is not good. Uh, it's very similar to the, yeah. to the Colts commander situation. This just sort of seems like the kind of thing where one team was desperate to move off of a guy. Um, but, but one team, the Colts actually got really good compensation for the guy they were trying to move off of. And one team, the Cowboys got nothing for somebody who's like you mentioned, still an average to above average receiver in the NFL. 
Um, and I mean, you're seeing all the stuff with this massive deal they gave Dak is starting to hurt them. Lyle Collins, they released and he yeah. visited the Bengals today. Um, they they were gonna resign Randy Gregory, but he swooped in last minute, went to Denver. Um, this was just some some a lot of key contributors. I mean, they got Gallup back, but I don't know if Gallup and Lamb. They lost Cedric Wilson too. It's just it's just Gallup and Lamb at this point. I mean, who knows? Cole Beasley could come back. That would be a little bit of a fun reunion. But it just it just makes little sense to me. I why i mean they kind of backed themselves into a corner here like they did this to themselves like this was likely gonna happen but just i feel like they should have seen this coming i don't know but uh yeah dallas yeah. gets probably a c minus for me it just it, it probably a d plus it just really wasn't great um it wasn't a perfect showing so yeah that was uh one wide receiver trade and wide receiver trade number two you know we'll we'll just kind of kill two birds with one stone here we'll just discuss green bay's moves um in this next little bit because First of all, I guess we'll talk about Rodgers first. Rodgers comes back. They get a massive guarantee contract, um, like $200 million over four years. Just just crazy amounts of money. Um, and just, I mean, it's just crazy amounts of money for this guy who's old. But he's still playing pretty well. So, Caleb, considering what we know now about the Devontae Adams move, which happened uh, yesterday, which, you know, obviously hurts the Packers a lot, what do you make of this Rodgers deal? Yeah, you know, it's a little weird considering what we know now. It's kind of surprising that he was all ready to resign because I'm sure he had to know. But yeah, mm-hmm. all in all, I was pretty, I mean, it felt like he was probably going to stay. I mean, it didn't like a year ago, but now it does. I think that you just look at it. It felt like you just wanted to be, you know, the highest paid player. He got that. He's the highest paid player. Got a ton of guaranteed money. Only a couple of years left. He's probably going to retire when those couple of years are up. So I think that overall, he's probably going to finish his career in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the highest paid player. You know, he gets to stay where he's been. He's comfortable there. You know, I guess they work some things out with the front office. So this is not surprising. In the end, this is kind of what I've expected the past couple months. Um, but it's going to be really weird now to see what they can do um, at the receiver position. And, you know, they've had some disappointing playoff exits recently. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they are next year. I'm really probably the team I'm most interested to see, one of the teams I'm most interested to see because they've got Rodgers back, and obviously that's super valuable and that's great. But um, now you you don't have Adams and your salary cap is, uh, is not great. So it's going to be really interesting. But overall, I give it a good grade just because you, you kept your superstar quarterback. Um, and that guarantees you'll at least be a good team. You'll at least win the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. I, I would agree with that. I mean, I think everybody's saying that he had prior knowledge that Adams was probably gone. So he probably was like, get me back in there. Like, they're going to give me way more money um, and I'm going to be the star of the show. So, I mean, it's a good move for Rodgers. For the Packers, I'm a little higher on Jordan Love than most. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give him a B because I do think they kind of overpaid him just a little bit. Um, and like Rogers is such a hassle. I mean, he, he had to have drafted Jordan love for a reason at this point. Um, Rogers is such a hassle that I really don't really think this might've been worth this 50 million per year, but Hey, I mean, if he's your guy, he's your guy. And so they go and get him. but then the Adams trade, boy, oh boy, that's a doozy. Um, I mean, losing probably the best receiver in the league, you get a first round pick. Sure. Um, but really it's not much else. I feel great for Devontae and I feel great for the Raiders. So Caleb grades both sides here, Raiders, Packers. What are you thinking about this Devontae Adams deal? Yeah, this is crazy. I did not see this one coming at all. It felt like just because I thought if Rodgers resigned, that meant Adams would play too. Said, oh, you know, 100%. I wasn't going to play on the franchise tag. Oh, 100%. Honestly, I didn't think much of that. 
I did not think much of that when it came out. So this was the, the most shocking trade to me, honestly. I really believe that. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, AFC West. That's it's just it's crazy now. Um uh connection, that college connection. It's gonna be interesting to see because everybody talked about, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that college connection. Is that mm-hmm. go because they've been what, I don't know, college drafted two thousand thirteen. Somewhere around there, 2012, 2013, yep. 2014, it was one of those years. So it's been a while now. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can pick up that college connection or if it's really been long enough where they've really got to redo all that. So that's what I'm interested to see. But it makes Derek Carr, I mean, there have been some rumblings that he might leave. I never really bought that. I don't know why you get rid of him. Well, those are gone now. Um, you probably, AFC West, you know, the Raiders, as much as I like Carl, he's definitely the worst quarterback in that division now. So I think that to get him a weapon like Adams that he's friends with, um, and obviously, like you said, probably the best receiver in the league. I love this. This is one of my favorite moves. They really needed receiver the Raiders did. So now they have Hunter Renfro, who had a pretty good season, Darren Waller, tight end, and Devontae Adams. So I think, you know, it's hard to say because obviously quarterback's the most valuable position, so it's hard to say adding a receiver is going to make them win a lot more games, but I really do think this changes this whole team, and I think it takes them from what I thought was going to be definitely last place in the division. Now, I don't know. I think this is a playoff team now, and I think this could be, you know, if they can rekindle that college connection, I think this is going to be a very a very dangerous uh Team, so I'd give it an A. I think this is a really good move. And then for the Packers, it's weird. Um, because now you got to draft a receiver in the first round. Alan Lazard, I like him, Iowa State guy, but he's not a number one receiver. So I just I don't know what the Packers are doing. I know you have salary cap issues, but this was weird. And I think this takes the Packers out of Super Bowl contention. Oh yeah, um, I would agree. I, this was this was one of my most loved and most hated moves uh, for for both teams. I mean, the Packers. It just makes no sense why why you don't just do everything in your power to bring it back and some people are saying that he just he turned down the same amount of money he got in vegas um just because he wanted to play with car that bad and i think that's fair but i feel like you could have done a little bit more um he said he wasn't going to play on the tag so don't make him play on the tag i mean they just put all these resources into re-signing rogers the, the least they could do it at least keep him in contention but hey i mean yeah what you're saying i think the packers are completely out of contention in the nfc now and that's a really hard thing to do because the nfc is terrible oh my goodness there's like there's the Rams, the the Niners, the Cardinals on a good day, the Bucks when yeah. Brady is feeling okay, and the Packers in the regular season. And those are the only good teams yeah, in the NFC right now. Like, there's just and nothing. And then, like I said, in, in the AFC, we got eight teams that could all realistically make slash win the Super Bowl. Um, and it's just nuts. So nuts. So for me, Raiders, easy A, no doubt about it. I mean, you gave a lot of money, but you have to do that if you want to win. They responded excellently to the other trades made in their division, the other um, – moves and they they got their guy they got their guy and, and i think their offense is going to take a huge step forward it's going to be uh important for them to you know fund their defense pretty well but it's going to be really important for them um to do that because i think they could be a legit good team if they really put the resources into it so clearly they're on they're on the right path um we'll see what josh mcdaniels can do because remember rick Passaccia is not the head coach anymore i would have loved this rick Passaccia if he was the head coach of this team but he's not so we'll yeah. see what uh josh mcdaniels can do with these shiny new toys, but yeah, um, that's one AFC West trade. Another AFC West trade, man. This is oh, Caleb. This is like trade number four, and we got so many stuff. So yeah. was, what a week! Khalil Mack, Chicago Bears, the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow, this arms race is incredible. 
Um, this feels like the cold war, but there's 16 teams in the cold war because everybody's just trying to beef up their arsenal because Khalil Mack got traded from the bears, the chargers for some uh, low level draft compensation. And all of a sudden the chargers might have the best pass rush in the league. Who even knows at this point, Caleb grades for both teams here. What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, this is a good move when you got all those elite quarterbacks in the division, you got to get someone who can rush them, put them on under pressure. So I think this is a good move. Defense was absolutely the biggest concern for the Chargers coming in. Last offseason, they fixed their offensive line, got that a lot better. So now this offseason, it looks like they're focusing on defense. So I think that overall, this is a good move. You know, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but I think for what they gave up, it's a pretty good move. I'll give it a B. I don't think it's an elite move. I don't think he's one of the best defensive players in the game anymore. Mm -hmm. But – he, he's going to rush those elite quarterbacks, and, and you got to have that. You got to have the quarterback. You got to have someone who can protect the quarterback, and you have to have, to have someone who can make the opposing quarterback uh, struggle. So I think that this is a good move for him. Like I said, defense was really their biggest need by far. I mean, their offense is pretty much all figured out at this point for the Chargers. So this division is just crazy, man. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've never seen anything quite like it. It's just unbelievable. It feels like the SEC at this point. Oh, 100%. Um, but you can just, I mean, they're just trading blows, signing, getting new great players. So it, it's pretty crazy. But I like the move. And then for the Bears, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's not probably at his peak anymore, in his prime anymore. So you got, you know, a couple, a couple decent picks out of it. So you got a second-round pick. That's pretty good. You probably need bigger needs like O line receiver now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's you know it's fine for the Bears. You know C plus around there, and then like a B for the Chargers because you know I think both sides is okay. You know, yeah. but I do think for the Chargers it was it was good to get somebody to to fix up that defense that was really lacking at times. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think there's a little bit of concern with the injury history between both Bosa and Mac, but I think when they're on the field together, they're going to be lethal, especially on those third downs. So they can just pin their ears back and go straight at the QB. Um, I'm going to give the Chargers a B a little higher than you, just because I think this is an important move and they made it at the right time very well. They knew everything else was going to happen in their division. They just said, all right, we got to get better. We have our QB. He's on a rookie contract. Let's take advantage of that. Let's pump all these assets into giving him the best defense possible. And, and they're doing that. And I think they're still going to spend. Um, so it was really just some great moves from them. I mean, they, they signed JC Jackson too. We'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, it was great. I, I, on the bear side, again, like you said, it's just average. I mean, they had to get this, they, they're just in a complete rebuild. They had to get off the contract C plus. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, I, I don't even know where to go. I, I guess we'll stick with the trades cause we'll do like a free agency lightning round after the trades. Um, we'll stick with the trades. We, we, we've done Cooper. We've done Wentz. We've done Mac. We've done Wilson. One guy left, Deshaun Watson. Um, man, this was a, a, a huge thing. I mean, the second they announced that he was not immediately guilty, um, the the whole NFL world just blew up. Everybody was just mock trades, mock trades, mock trades, mock trades, mock trades. Um, apparently, the Falcons blew another lead. It's the offseason. How does that even happen? But it seemed like the Falcons were in the front seat, followed by the Saints and by the Browns. I mean, there was even a report that came out that the Browns were out on Watson. Like two days yeah. ago, it said the Browns were out on Watson. And then all of a sudden, he turns around, he does a full 180. They give him so much guaranteed money. Um, he, he, he slides into Cleveland, jumps on his plane, weighs his no trade clause. And all of a sudden, even though he's, he probably should and would, will get suspended for at least a couple games next year, um, I mean, he should get suspended for the whole season. But if he does, 
it's not as even hurt his contract. They made his base salary 1 million next year. So he can absorb it, which is just, just kind of terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just, this is crazy wild. I mean, all of a sudden the AFC has, I, I feel like I'm going to say this sentence a hundred times, but the AFC has just Super Bowl teams everywhere you look. It's a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl yeah. team. Um, and so we'll talk about the Baker dynamic after this. But, hey, the Texans got tons of compensation for this guy, Watson, um, who clearly wanted oh, yeah. to leave. So, Caleb, what were your take on the trade? Yep. I think this is one where it's a big win for both teams. I think you yep. look at it for the Browns. I know everybody, you know, it's like, oh, it's the Browns. Why would he want to go to the Browns? But I think what people are forgetting is the Browns the past couple of years have had a really solid roster. They have really – they've had a good offensive line, great running game, good defense, okay, you know, weapons. So th- this is a roster that it's, – it's a good roster to win a roster. So I think, you know, I don't love – you know, you walk into the AFC and the AFC North. That's tough. I think that was – originally I thought that was like the main reason he originally was out on Cleveland. Um, yeah. So I think that that's tough. But overall, you can't be, you know, scared of the competition because you got to go, you know, where you have, you think you have the best roster. And there's no question Cleveland right now is a better situation than the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, any of those teams. So I think it's a good move for the Browns because they level up. Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback they'd had in a long time, as much as I don't like him. But he's still not a great quarterback. And now you've got a great quarterback. So this takes him from a team that, you know, Baker Mayfield, he can win you games, but. I think Deshaun Watson takes that next leap, gives you that next step, that superstar dynamic quarterback who uh, can make you a Super Bowl contender. So for the Browns, it's going to put them right at the top of that list of Super Bowl teams, in my opinion. They're now the favorite to win that division. I think that's totally fair. Um, I'm a lot of, He hasn't played in the year, so I'm a little bit interested to see, you know, if he's going to be rusty or any of that. But, yeah, so that'll be interesting. And then for the Texans, it was like, we talked about this with Russell Wilson, but was, I mean, even with Watson, you know, they were four and 12 the last year with Watson. So it's like, they yeah. weren't going anywhere with them. Yeah. So you get him up, you get a, he didn't want to be there. You weren't going anywhere with him anyway. And now you get a, a, a ton of compensation uh, more than the Seahawks got. They absolutely got more than the Seahawks got. They got three first round picks uh, imposed to Seattle's too. So, I think this is a good move. I think for the Browns, it takes that just that next leap because you took that leap mm-hmm. at the most important position. And then for the Texans, you're going to start a rebuild, and you're now in a really good place. I mean, they're going to have a ton of picks, first-round picks these next couple of years. So I, I think both teams are feeling better than they were better today than they were yesterday. So I, I, good move. I think this is an A for both teams. Yeah. Um, this is – this is a good move. I mean, morals aside, the Cleveland made it made a very nice swing here. They knew they needed to take that step up. Nobody knew where they could take that step up. I mean, people were throwing Russ and, and Watson around. I think, I think even on this own podcast, like two months ago, we I were think like, we thought we've mentioned Watson to the Browns before. I think yeah. we have, but still, I mean, it's still, but that almost felt like a little bit of a pipe dream. It even felt like we were just kind of saying, like, I mean, if they had to upgrade, I guess it would be him. Cause who else knows? Cause they couldn't sign a guy. It was just, they were just stuck in limbo. Now Baker's gone. Who knows where Baker goes? I think it's the Colts. I can't think of anywhere he goes. It's not the Colts. Hey, he could go to the local target and start packing shelves. Um, but he's the former number one overall pick. So he's got a little bit of talent in him. Um, so yeah, I think this is going to be, it's going to be a really interesting dynamic to see what happens with Baker. But I think for the Browns, this was a move. Um, you look at the talent they just had to make if they really wanted to step up in the AFC and they just wanted to step up in the NFL in general. So, yeah, I mean, people are calling the favorites right now. 
I, maybe I'm a little biased. I, I would back off that train a little bit. I mean, people are going to be crowning them all off season. It's going to be annoying, but I oh, think yeah. by the time the season starts, um, I mean, I, I was talking to myself about this today. I, I don't know what changed, like what changed in the AFC North dynamic, because I still think everybody splits and then Pittsburgh only wins like one AFC North game. Because I, I still think like yeah. Bengals split with Ravens, split with Browns, Browns split with Ravens, split with Bengals. Like the Bengals sweep the Steelers. Maybe the Ravens drop a game to the Steelers, but the Browns sweep them too or something like that. Um, like it's just, we're just going to see the Steelers just get beat up on, which is a, a shame because they finally don't have Brosberger as a QB. They finally have a little bit of momentum for the future. And all of a sudden they're in the second most stacked division of all time. I can't believe last offseason, Caleb, we were lamenting about how, Oh, I think this, I think this NFC West could be the best division in NFL history yet. No, yeah. not even close. That's, that's not even a top two division in the NFL this year. So pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just, it's nuts. It's a move the Browns had to make. I mean, again, I think it's an A for both teams. Houston got off the, the whole Watson scenario. They're just done with that. They got a lot, a lot of draft compensation and Hey, if he crashes and burns some top five picks there for Houston. So yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting play, but we'll, we'll see what happens with Watson in Cleveland. Now, um, we're going to go speed around here, Caleb. So uh, be right. prepared to talk fast. I'm, I'm going to need a letter grade and like a two sentence explanation for each of these moves. Michael Gallup re-signed Cowboys five years, six, two and a half million. What do you think? Uh, I would say, you know, that's like a B minus, you know, he he's coming off an ACL injury. It's not as good as Marley Cooper, but they needed weapons. So I think it's a, it's a pretty good move. Pretty good. Yep. Solid Cowboys for me, probably C plus. I mean, they get a guy back big contract, but he's coming off the ACL. Harold Landry edge, your Titans got re-signed. Uh, five years, 85 million, 52 and a half guaranteed. What do you think? Yeah, that's quite a bit of money, but I liked it. I mean, considering, you know, we, we took that big step up at, at the defensive end this year. So mm-hmm. you got to keep that defensive going. So I think it's a good move. It's a move you have to do, especially when your offense really runs through running back, you got to be win now. So I think mm-hmm. that uh, this is, this is a good move for win now. 100%. I think they keep the momentum going. B-plus for me. Mike Williams, Chargers wide receiver, re-signed, ending a little bit of a need for them at the receiver position they could have addressed in the draft. Three years, $60 million with $40 million guaranteed. This looks like chump change compared to some other contract receivers got, but what did you think? Yeah, I think Mike Williams is a really good number two. You got a great quarterback. You That offense took a big step up. Last season, you got the offensive line figured out. Now you got your receivers locked in. This is an A minus. This is a good move. It was a good move to resign. Yep, I agree. I think this is also an A minus because they signed him to this deal. You look at the deals that guys like even uh, Christian Kirk got, and this looks like a steal. Um, let's see. Raheem Mostert signs with the Dolphins, one year, three point one, potentially ending a first round RB need for them. What do you think? Yeah, you know this is a pretty good move. It's fine. I mean, he's not like he gets hurt a lot. He's pretty injury prone, but when he's out mm-hmm. there, he's good. He fits that. He came from the 49ers to they got Mike McDaniel now. So I think that's a big reason why he went there. So he fits the system great. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like a B because he does get hurt a lot. And that concerns me. But when he's healthy, he's good. And he fits that system great. Yep. Uh, I'm a pretty high moster guy. Even when he gets hurt, uh, he still seems to have good games outside of those injuries. So if he can just stay healthy, I mean, it's literally a prove it deal. If he can just stay healthy, he's going to be in really good shape. I like it more than others. B plus for me. Um, Tyler Conklin and we'll do a two for here. Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama go to the jets, both for big money, three years, 21 million for Conklin, three years, 24 million for Uzama. It hurts to see CJ go as a Bengals fan. Caleb, what do you think about these moves in the big app? 
Yeah, you know, the Jets got, I think, tight ends, good catching tight ends are always good safety blankets for, for young quarterbacks. So I think for Zach Wilson, have two tight ends out there with safety blankets. You know, they're not top two tight ends or anything, but they're good tight ends, especially Uzama. You know, he was, he was a really good weapon for the Bengals last year. So I like the, I think, both of them overall. It's like a, it's like an A minus B plus move because it's, it's good to get those tight ends for, for a young quarterback. It really is. I agree with that. Um, a minus for me. I, I just, I like Uzama a lot. I think he's good. He's always fun. He's a great locker room guy. Um, and he will benefit them massively. Sticking with the Jets here, they re-signed Braxton Barrios. Nice returner, good slot receiver. Once again, a safety blanket. Two years, 12. What do you think? Yeah, like you said, I mean, I think this is like, you know, B. You know, yeah. he's good. And he, uh, like you said, it's a safety blanket. I think that's just, I think that's a really, really underrated thing in this league is, is safety blanket. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty important for Zach Wilson. I think to have these guys that he's already familiar with after one season. Uh, so yeah, Barrios, I'll give him a B minus. Um, wow. So now we get to the Jaguars section of the podcast. We got a lot to talk about here. Ooh. Jaguars signed Brandon Sheriff, massive contract, like crazy big. Um, I wasn't even expecting this. I mean, knew I knew he was going to get paid. I didn't know he was going to get paid this much. Caleb, they're trying to protect Lawrence. What do you think? Yep, this is a big move. Maybe it, it, I think it has a lot of draft you know, scenarios because now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, does Jacksonville take offensive line? I don't know. But this is good. You got a young quarterback that obviously everybody for years has said has a potential to be a superstar. Didn't really see much of it last year, but it's just one year in a dysfunctional situation last year. So I really, really like this move. You got to protect him. Well, you know, you paid him a lot, but I think you have to do that at this point. They got a lot of cap space. So I think this yeah. is an A minus move. Yep, Vernon, if you have to, they have a lot of it. My biggest concern here is the injury history. He just really, really can't stay healthy, and they yeah. gave him a lot of money. Um, so if that knocks my grade down a little bit, I think it's a B. Uh, Rams signing Allen Robinson. This is going to be interesting with what happens with Odell Beckham Jr. and Robert Woods, who they recently announced they're going to explore trade uh, for three years. 46.5 He's finally going to get some good QB playback. Caleb, what do you think about this move for A-Rob? Yep, this was really surprising. Didn't see it coming. Starting to think the salary cap's a myth, but whatever. Um, yeah. You know, they couldn't re-sign Von Miller, so I guess they got that. That's where they got their money from. Probably going to move off Robert Woods, as I had to guess. Alan Robinson, you know, he was really quiet last season, but he just hasn't had a good QB play. And we've seen he's a little inconsistent, but when he's on, he's really on, and he has the potential to be really good receiver. So put him with Matthew Stafford. I think he's going to be really good for them. That's a him and Cooper Cup. That's a really lethal duo. So I think it's an A minus move for the for the Rams. I really like it. Yeah, I agree. I like it a lot too. Robinson's a little old, and it's kind of weird they just completely shipped OBJ off. But uh, it's nice to lock up a long term weapon for Stafford. B plus for me. Uh, and Rams player who left, Ron Miller, goes six years, one twenty million to the Bills. This is a weird deal. I feel like you could give out a grade to Miller and you give out a grade to the Bills that are completely different. What are you thinking? Again, the pass rush arms race, it's getting stronger by the day. Bill's trying to make a move. This was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like that's a six-year deal. I mean, that's crazy. I, th- I didn't even know that was teams. possible. I honestly did. I know. I didn't either. I've never heard that. Especially, you know, he's 32, almost 33. A lot mm-hmm. of it's guaranteed. He's a good player, but I don't know how good of a great. I think I'm going to have to give it a B- minus or C+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That is a long contract. That is a lot of guaranteed money for a pass rusher at that age. Um, I like it. It's clearly a win now move. The Bills absolutely can be a Super Bowl team, can win a Super Bowl if things go their way, which, you know, I mean, every team's pretty much in that boat. Everything, every team has to have things go their way to win the Super Bowl. So overall, 
not amazing, but it's a win now move. And when you got Josh Allen, you, you got to do it. So it's a, it's a B minus C plus. Yep. Um, I agree. I think in the short term, it's an A because he's great in the short term. He's proven he hasn't lost many steps um, and he could really help you in the long term. I'm really concerned about years four five and six on this deal. And for that reason, it knocks it down yeah. to a B minus for me. Um, I'm just really concerned that they're going to be sitting with these bloated contracts after they already gave Allen this huge deal. Obviously, they're going all in. Obviously, the salary cap's a complete myth, and they'll probably restructure this in like two weeks. But uh, but yeah, I just I, I think this is a, a weird contract. Speaking of weird contracts, except this one's not really a weird contract. Chargers signing J.C. Jackson. I mentioned we talked about this earlier. Five years, 82 and a half. A lot of money, but an important move for this good defense. I mean, I should say this blossoming defense. What do you think? Yep, defense was a need, and now especially when you got Russell Wilson going to be thrown to the Broncos receivers we know what the Chiefs do, and now you got Derek Carr gets to Devontae Adams is a new weapon that he's going to have to defend. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't even know Devontae Adams was in the division when they made this deal, but now it looks even better. I don't know why the Patriots didn't resign him. I heard they didn't think he'd be great under a tag. I don't know. I would have tried to work something out with him. Um, I think this is a pretty notable loss for them, but I like it for the Chargers. It's an A-minus move. I think this is really good for them. Indeed. Um, I think this is great for the Chargers. It's exactly what they had to do. Straight A for me. I mean, this was really important. I wanted J.C. Jackson on the Bengals, that's for sure. But it's a move they have to make. I mean, the AFC is stacked at every position, including receivers, so it's important to have that shutdown guy. Uh, Chandler Jones, an edge, or another Raiders slash AFC West move. They replaced Yannick Ngakwe, who they traded to the Colts for Rocky Asin, Temple alum, go Philly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was important. He came from the Cardinals, staying on the West Coast. What do you think, Caleb? Yeah, I like this move. I think it's an underrated move. He still gives me a little PTSD from week one. Uh-huh. That was really, really dangerous. But yeah, I mean, that shows you he's gotten injured a couple of times recently. He's a little inconsistent, but when he's on, he's really good. So you have him. Now you have him and Max Crosby. So a Raiders defense that was once was really, really bad has taken level up. So if they can get some secondary help, I think it'll be a really, a really solid defense. So now you have two great pass rushers. Like I said, in that division, you got to get some pressure on those star quarterbacks. So I think this move looks really good. I think this is another way to move. I give it an A minus. Yep. Um, this was a great move for them. I'd give them a, 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 a light B. Um, I think this is important. Again, he's a little old and he's a little injury riddle, yeah. but it gives them, again, great pass rush duo opposite Max Crosby. That AFC West is absolutely cracked. Now, uh, we get to the Buccaneers move here. I mean, obviously, Brady came back. We didn't really talk about that much. I think everybody kind of knew. I didn't, couldn't really think of any thoughts to say about that one. I mean, it just kind of is. Yeah. What it is. Um, but they re-signed Carlton Davis three years, 45. What did you think about this one, Caleb? Yep. You know, their secondary was a. Uh, uh, thing that was kind of weeks and, and it was injury riddled a lot so to get that we signed that one guy on that secondary that really is good um and when he's healthy is absolutely a number one corner clearly i wasn't sure i thought the buccaneers were they win now at this point but now that brady's back that proves you got to go all in again because he's probably only going to be there like one more year so i don't know i i don't know at this point you might just keep going in and out of retirement not sure but for now, you've now you got to go back into that all-in mentality. So I think it's a good move for him. I think it's like a, a B plus, but they still I think need a little bit more help on the secondary. Yep. Uh we're in that Buccaneers mode now. So I guess we'll go Ryan Jensen, the center who re-signed for three years, 39 million, right after Brady announced he'd come back. Awfully convenient. Um, Caleb, what'd you think about this move? Yeah, that's tough. I know the the Bengals were hoping to get him, but uh yes, you know, they you were. gotta Yes, they were. But uh, yeah, so it's tough for you, but 
overall, like I said, Brady coming back is obviously going to give the Buccaneers a lot more power in free agency. That's just how it works. It makes total sense. I don't blame anybody. Um, so overall, I think it's a good move for him. You got to protect him, especially non-mobile old quarterback. You got to protect him. So this is an A for me because you you just have to protect yeah. Tom Brady. I completely agree. Another A. I mean, even even before he was like, I might sign with the Bengals. I really like Jensen a lot. I mean, he's a hard-nosed, tough player. He's a leader in that locker room. He's really important to have back when you have Brady back, considering they lost both Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet. Um, the guards fling him on either yeah. side. So, yeah, it was uh, it was very impressive by the Bucks to resign the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Jensen. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll transition nicely here um, from the Bucks to the Bengals, who who did sign Alex Kappa. Four years, $40 million. Literally the first deal of free agency. God, I can't remember the last time the Bengals made the first signing of free agency. But um, it was, I think it was a nice trade. I'll give my two cents here since I'm the Bengals person. Um, people saying B, people saying C. I can I, I see that. I'm saying B+. Plus. I think this is a good move. They need to sign him. They need to surround him with other talent, and they did that. I signed Teddy Karras. Um, I hope they get JC Treader. I really, really would like him here. They visiting uh, Lyle Collins today. I mean, I think best case scenario for the Bengals, it's their offensive line is Jonah Williams. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I just said his name, Ted Karras, uh, JC Treader. And then we got, you know, Alex Kappa, right guard, uh, Lyle Collins, right tackle. And then of course you got a lot of good guys still on the bench. Jackson Carmen, hopefully develops uh, Isaiah Prince started in the Super Bowl. Akeem Adenogy started in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He didn't do that. Well, he still started in the Super Bowl. He got there in the first place. Um, and uh, how could I forget the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Smith. So yeah, the Bengals still have some talent on that offensive line. It's just going to be about capitalizing on these, uh, instances when they can see them. So Caleb, what do you think about this, uh, signing for the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah. I mean, it's good. Every time they get a, a pretty good offensive lineman, that's a big one. I'll give a B. He's not an elite offensive lineman, but you're going to still need more in that department, but it's a start. Mm-hmm. It's a good move to get right out there in free agency right away. Say, Hey, we're going out. We're going to. Get Joe Burrow some protection. So it's a B. It's, it's a good move. It's a good move. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's see here. A couple. Let's go. Three more big ones. Um, Eagles signing Hassan Riddick from the Panthers. Three years, 45. Riddick's had a lot of sacks in these last few seasons. Shows the Eagles are not going to bring back Barnett or Ryan Kerrigan. I like Riddick. He's a Temple guy. Um, Caleb, what do you think of this move? Yeah, I think this was, you know, it was a good move. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say on this one, but I think you got to do that. You got to go out there. So I would give it a, a B. It's just all B. I think it's, it's a good move. Yep, indeed. Uh, the, now we get to the biggest overpay of probably the offseason. Christian Kirk, four oh, years, yeah. $78 million. That's more money than Mike Williams got. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. But hey, Jacksonville, if, if the scared money don't make money, and they're certainly spending that scared money. So hopefully they make some money with some ticket sales and some profits from winning games because boy, oh boy, they're spending a lot uh, just to be in this AFC that's absolutely cracked. I mean, I think if they're in the NFC, a lot of people will be saying, mm, dark horse, dark horse division winner, dark horse division winner. But no, oh, yeah. they're not. They're in the South with the, one of the best running teams in football, and they're going to have to play a lot of good quarterbacks next year. So we'll have to see what they do in their secondary. Caleb, big deal receiver who was a number two his whole career. What do you think? Yeah, it's an overpay. But like I said, the Jags had the most salary cap this year, um, showed that. So they with multiple signings. It's an overpay. I give it a C because you get them another weapon. They lost uh, DJ Chark already to the Lions. So I think that, you know, you needed a guy to replace him. Is it an overpay? Yeah. When you got the most salary cap, you got a young quarterback, and you're, you're the Jags. I mean, what are you really pushing for except to just make your 
uh, Trevor Lawrence more comfortable. Like, isn't that the goal? Isn't that the main goal this year? Yeah. You know, to win a couple more games, but really to get him more comfortable. So, yeah, it's an overpay. And for that, I can't give it a high grade. But it wasn't a terrible move just, just because of that. So I give it a C. Yep. Um, I, I think I, I obviously talked about it a little bit. I'm not the biggest fan of this move. Um, in my opinion, I think it's a D. Um, I haven't gotten an F yet. I thought about F for this one, but I'm going to stay strong and go D because I think he does have some talent. He doesn't have top five paid receiver in the league talent, but he has talent nonetheless. We'll see if he can kind of take that step forward on this new team with his new QB. Um, but we'll have to see now the final deal. Uh, we will discuss a, you know, big exhale speed round is over. That wasn't that speedy of a speed round, but it was a speed round nonetheless, man. I'm on this, I'm on this website. That's like listing all these free agency signings. I'm like, Oh my God, we could talk about all these for literally hours. Like we didn't even get to James Daniels, uh, or, or Justin Reed or DJ Reed or Uh, I don't know. You you name Marcus Williams. Didn't talk about Marcus Williams, all these guys, big money, big moves. Um, but the final deal, the most important deal was the Nickelodeon, Valuable player, the NVP, Mitch Trubisky, signing with the Pittsburgh oh, yeah. Steelers. About to end, we started this on a quarterback, we'll end it on a quarterback. Caleb, what do you think of that, about this move for both teams, or for both sides, I should say? It's interesting because he – I know a lot of there were people saying he's not better than Mason Rudolph. He's better than Mason Rudolph. Stop this. Yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. But, yeah, he, so he's definitely an upgrade at the position. I would even say – I even had this debate in the season. Like, would you rather have Big Ben, current Big Ben, or, or Mitch Trubisky? And I think it was like a lot of people would rather take Trubisky. So mm-hmm. I think it's a level up. It's better than what you have. And when you, like I said, it's the same thing as, as Washington with Wentz. You leveled up at the most important position. I'll give you that. And you, but I, I, I think it's a better move than Washington because Trubisky is obviously making way less than Wentz. I think considering the salary, my only thing is it's a two-year deal. And I think that makes me wonder if they're going to draft a quarterback now because it feels mm-hmm. like with the teams that, you know, a lot of teams address their quarterback need in free agency and, and trading. So it's like, I think there's still going to be, you know, a pretty pretty good quarterback available at 20 for them. Yeah. But the fact that they signed him on a two-year deal, you usually don't see that with bridge quarterbacks. They usually just get that one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder if they're going to draft I think it's like that was one of those things, though. I think if there's a good quarterback available, a quarterback you like at 20, mm-hmm. you got to take him. But overall, not sure what they'll do in the draft, but overall, draft aside, you got better. So I think it's a B because he's not a leader or anything, but you got better at the most important position, and you're not paying him much. So this is a good move for Pittsburgh. I agree. I think people are giving a little too much hate. I don't think Trubisky is the second coming, but I still think he's pretty good. Um, I think you can look at him and say bridge quarterback and really not a bad one. Oh, yeah. Um, he's definitely had some talent. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the, with the quarterback who can run, especially if they draft Pickett. they have these two like weirdly mobile guys, um, with kind of lackluster arms, but yeah, we'll see. I think like you mentioned, the two year deal is a little weird, but in my opinion, it makes sense because of the reasons you mentioned, man, I gotta stop. We gotta stop having a podcast together. You think too similar. You take all my takes away. Um, but yeah, I think they're kind of sitting in a situation where at 20, they'll be like, Hey, Kenny Pickett's on the board. Let's draft him. Hey, Malik Will's on the board. Let's pick him. And if they're not, they don't panic because they have this option, um, to yeah. go for it again next year in the draft, because I still think they're looking for their long-term guy. Um, but yeah, I think for Pittsburgh, this was an important deal. I, again, I'm so sorry, Steelers fans, but they're, it's not going to be close in the FC North next year. I mean, there's three, because the Steelers got better 
this off. Yeah, that, that's a sad thing. Like they actually they had they had cap space, they committed money, they signed off as a lineman, they got Trubisky, but they're not even in the same. I think there's like a, at least a tier. There's like if they're C tier, everyone else in the AFC is A tier. I just, I mean, not in the AFC. In the AFC North is just A tier. It's just weird. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is a, a pretty good move for the Steelers, and overall, a lot of not a nice moves uh, in the off season. And I mean, we'll have to see it. A lot of people always say, oh, free agency is overrated. It doesn't actually help you. But some teams have done it right and gotten to the Super Bowl because of it. <clears throat> Bengals. Uh, so, I mean, again, Caleb, this has been real. But you know what it is now? It's draft season, baby. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. In one we week, go. most of this stuff is going to be gone. I mean, Teron Umstead and Tyron Matthew haven't been signed yet. And they're kind of the big names here. Um, but and once those guys are signed and it kind of dies down a little bit, once Winston's signed, we're going to be, we're going to be right on that draft. We're going to have mock drafts. We're going to have big boards. We're going to have positional rankings. You better believe it. Draft season is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. Very so exciting. on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode of the online yards podcast. It was a doozy. It was a long one, but we had a lot to talk about. So Caleb, uh, any last things as always that you'd like to say to people before I end the episode? Yeah, this has been, I mean, it feels like the NFL is kind of taking after the NBA in this. I mean, this has been a crazy offseason, mm-hmm. just crazy free agency. But overall, I like it. I think it's going to be weird, though. I feel kind of bad because it's like there's going to be, there's such a difference now in the AFC and the NFC. There's probably going to be like a 7-10 and 10 team that makes the playoffs while a 10-7 and 17, 10 and 7 team misses it. Like, that really feels like where we're going to be at. So I don't know who it's going to be, but there's definitely the AFC is just so stacked now. It's so stacked. Yeah. It's just, it's nuts. So, uh, Hey, Hey, maybe the NFC team can NFC team is going to win the Super Bowl next year. Cause the AFC teams are going to beat each other up along the way, but who knows? I, mean, I feel like we're either going to see an AFC where like one through seven have the same record of like 10 and seven, like, cause everybody's just going to beat each other up. Or we're going to see an AFC where like one through five are each 13 and four and other people um, are scraping uh, wins where they can find them. But yeah, there's going to, the, 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 the lower teams in the NFC are going to feel a pain in this one. The Jets I saw a tweet that was like oh, yeah. quarterback, the Jets play next year. Oh, it's brutal. It's Josh Allen twice. Um, I think they play Deshaun Watson. They play, they play Burrow. They play Lamar. They play Rogers. Um, I think, uh, I think they, I forget what NFC division they play. I think they play the West which is brutal because it means they have to play, you know, Stafford and stuff like that. So it's going to be tough for them. Um, but that, uh, okay, of course, we've got to end on, on some jet slander. He'd love to see it. But, yeah, that's going to do it. For the All-Night podcast, for my colleague, Caleb Arthur, I'm Luke Lenner. It's very late. I'm going to go edit this and then go to sleep. So, everybody, enjoy your uh, spring break and talk to you next time.